When you go on holiday, there is no finer achievement than doing absolutely nothing. Nothing on the beach, nothing by the pool. Walking kind of nowhere and chatting about nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight. So you can have a bit more money to go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing. Expedia. Made to travel. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hello, broads. Hello there, broads. Another week. Another wonderful week. Uh, Yeah. You know, I got away uh, this past weekend. Yeah, I know. And uh, I got a lot of good sleep. Did you? Because I didn't have the kid around. Oh, yeah. It was insane. I was like, hotel bed, no baby. Oh, yeah. So, you know, my first few months, Ruth was waking up i don't know why she was sleeping until like 10 or 11 every day oh yeah what? <laughs> not so much anymore that's changed and we're on that 6 30 train people oh, welcome welcome <laughs> so that's a that's an interesting shift well that's like something that what as soon as i became a mom i was like oh i can't just sleep in because i had like a random weird job with weird hours oh, yeah. so now you're like okay i have to like make sure i get my sleep and get things done by a reasonable hour exactly and like one of the biggest parts of sleep is Is one of the most exciting parts of life in my opinion i agree it's a whole other life it is a whole other life what's it about oh my god what is it about i don't know but we got someone today who's going to help us explain all of this we have a lovely what what, what would you call it why don't you introduce yourself i don't know what to call you a dream (laughs) thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me yeah i'm laurie lowenberg i'm a professional dream analyst but you can refer to me as dream goddess if you Dream, oh, dream goddess. Oh my God. Everything I've ever wanted in my I, life. I love that. Okay. How did you get started in this field of what exactly do you do? How did you get started with this? Let's okay. hear that spiel. So what I do is I analyze your dreams, um, which means I help you understand what everything in your dream means, what it's connected to in your real life, uh, the real life issue, struggle or goal it's trying to help you with. And as well as help you find the advice you're giving yourself through the dream. Mm. It's a, it's like therapy, but mm. way cooler and way more fun. Yeah. Oh my and goodness. how I got into it is a long story, but I've always been able to remember my dreams since yep. I was two. And wow. it really wasn't until I was 19 and my grandfather passed away and he was the first person close to me who ever died. And, um, I got very depressed after his death. And about two weeks later, I had this dream where it really seemed like it was him coming through to me. And I knew he was dead. And we were walking through this museum arm in arm. And I asked him what it's like where he's at. And he said, I can't tell you that. All I can tell you is that it's secure. Wow. And he hugged me and he walked up the staircase and I woke up, could smell his old spice. I could him you know it seemed like an actual real life encounter that's the dream that made me realize there's something going on what is it I have to find out what this is where do we go why do we do it what's it for so I studied dream psychology wow wow 
What do you believe dreams are? Just your self-conscious or do you believe there's also a spiritual aspect and a way of connecting? You know, you talk about this sort of connection with your grandfather who passed away. Do you feel like there's some sort of like a spirit world aspect in people's dreams? Well, I think we, when we reach the dream state, REM, which is um, when our brain waves have slowed down to a perfect frequency where I think we can mm. uh, tune in like a radio to that energy, that consciousness that's out there. If consciousness does survive bodily death, yes. But that's not what all dreams are. Mostly dreams are a thinking process. Yeah. It's the way you're thinking about your day, you're thinking about your life, you're thinking about your, can we curse? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. Okay. But in a different language, a symbolic, metaphoric language, but you're mm. also thinking about everything on a much deeper, more insightful, brutally honest way. And so when you can understand your dreams and connect them to your life and find the messages, you get a huge edge in life. You can understand yourself better. You can make better decisions. You can, you know, get your life right. Dreams are like life's poetry. I just had that oh, that that <laughs> thought while you were saying that. It's sort of like this deep, beautiful aspect. Yeah. Well, is yeah. there like is there a, a I guess scientific reason why when we you know fall asleep that our dreams aren't just that like blatant like you didn't do this today and you're just going through like a laundry yeah. list yeah like, why aren't why... they like your normal thinking process? exactly why is it like yeah. these stories basically yeah, why don't they just tell us what they mean exactly well the reason why is because when we go to sleep and enter REM which is when we dream the brain starts working differently. Actually, the falling asleep and waking up process is very complicated. There's a lot of things going on in the brain and in the body. Certain things are turning off, certain things are turning on. So in a nutshell, once we enter REM sleep, um, the prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that uh, controls rational linear thought is dormant. The very center of the brain, the amygdala, which Freud called the seat of the soul, that controls the emotional aspect of the brain that's very highly active mm, okay. slow intense and crazy and hot you know yeah. um, so basically you're still thinking about everything your your stream of consciousness throughout the day that inner dialogue is still happening but now since your brain's working differently instead of thinking in words you're thinking in symbols metaphors and emotion interesting and does our brain do that to like protect ourselves somehow is that like part of the resting process for us like why that logic turns right yeah that's a good question we're still figuring it out uh what we've learned about the process of dreaming is that it helps with memory consolidation Uh, it helps process our fears it helps us um compartmentalize everything and store things here this goes here this goes out you know there's a lot to the dreaming and sleeping process our brains are actually far more active while we're sleeping and when we're awake is there a reason why certain people remember their dreams and certain people don't very often because I'm also like you where I remember mine almost every night and I've I've got you know whole memories whole you know (laughs) scenarios scenes everything that are almost like real memories in my life you know like I can chart back all so many different dreams i remember yeah, so vividly a whole different life yeah. yeah yeah i hope you're journaling them 
I do sometimes, not all the time, but I, I, I think after this, I probably will start doing it every yeah. morning again. I know I need to. Yeah, it's, it's, you actually, it's almost like you extend your life by journaling your dreams yes. because you know, it will spend seven years of our life dreaming. Wow. So if That's you remember wild. it and journal it, you get to keep that part of your life. Yes. So, what was your question again? I forgot. Oh, yes. Why do some people remember them more vividly than okay. other people? Okay, so there's a couple reasons why. Um, one reason is that some people are just more naturally prone to remember their dreams. The more right brain people, the artsy, creative types, will remember their dreams a little more easily than, you know, your investment banker. Yeah. Um, also, another reason you may remember your dreams easier than at other times depends on how you wake up. Yes. So. Mm. Yeah, if you if you suddenly wake up with the alarm, you jolt out of bed, start your day, you've killed all your dream recall. Yeah, yeah. If you spend time in the morning, like three to five minutes, just staying in the same position mm-hmm. you woke up in, because that's the position you're dreaming in, if you give yourself three to five minutes of quiet, still time in bed, you'll start remembering your dreams more and more. Make it part of your morning routine, and you'll be surprised how much you'll start dreaming. Yeah, remember that's I actually, weird. I read that before because I had a period where I was really obsessed with, like, trying to lucid dream and remembering all my dreams and journaling my dreams. And I remember reading that if you stay literally in the same position, and I do that sometimes. Yeah. And if I have a dream, I'll wake up, and I'll stay still, and I'll reprocess the whole dream and, like, go through it. And then I move physically. Well, that just makes so much sense how you're saying like the jolting awake, because I used to vividly remember most of my dreams. But then as soon as I had uh, my daughter, I stopped, like stopped, quote unquote, like I'm like, I don't dream anymore, even though obviously we're all dreaming. But I think it's because every time I wake up now, I wake up to the sound of like when she was young, either her crying or like her calling me. So I would just kind of run out of bed instead of, you know, it, it would be so nice. It's like a good idea to, you know, kind of set my alarm to know that I have a little bit of time to just kind of sit and like pause and understand yeah, yeah. <laughs> what my brain's trying to yell at me. <laughs> yes, after those messages. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, sometimes I think it's important to process your emotions too, because sometimes dreams, for me at least, can be really emotional and like weighty. And then yes. if I'm just steamrolling past them, I'm like not addressing something that I went through. Yeah, so that that is actually one of the biggest questions that I want to talk to Lori about are what, are certain dreams symbolizing emotionally? Yeah. Like, oh, let's get into okay, it. Great. Um, but speaking of dreams, uh, we can talk about my dream company, like the company that I thought would only exist once I go to heaven or something like that. It's Instacart. Yeah, heaven must be when you don't have to spend hours in the grocery store. That's what it is. I'm, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Instacart, what a gift. Such a time saver. Instacart helps you get groceries delivered in as fast as one hour or at a time that works for you, with your schedule to your door. And it's not like you have one store option you can order through Instacart. We're talking so, so many of your favorite stores locally and nationally from Costco to Sprouts, CVS, Petco, hello, and way more. All you have to do is get the app or go to instacart.com and order the groceries you need from your favorite local stores. Then your professional shopper gathers your groceries with care, picking excellent produce just as you do and chatting with you if necessary. And your groceries will arrive in as fast as an hour or at a time that works for you. Uh, Last time Craig came over to record, I realized I actually didn't have anything to drink, Um, but I couldn't leave the house. So I went on Instacart and I ordered some LaCroix and Herba Mate, obviously for Craig. Oh yes, Um, A few hours 
hours later, I had my drinks ready for our guest. And on top of it all, I ordered a few different Herba Mates. And when the grocery store didn't have the one that I wanted, my personal shopper actually contacted me via text and suggested another flavor to substitute it. And it was delicious. The service, I tell you, it's incredible. Try Instacart for yourself and get $10 off and free delivery on your first order. Just get this limited time offer by downloading the mobile app and going to Instacart or going to instacart.com and enter promo code chatty at checkout. That's $10 off and free delivery on your first order today in the mobile app or instacart.com. And don't forget, enter code chatty. Okay. So, so, yes. What was your question? Well, I'm just thinking when it comes to dreams, when you're saying all these emotions, oh yeah, I'm wondering like... Obviously, we have dreams. They're necessary for us to exist, I suppose. But how mm-hmm. often are we processing through actual emotion in our dream? I feel like probably my guess most is all of the, the time. time. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. Always. Yeah, dreams are a means of expressing emotions which you may not be allowing yourself to express while you're awake. Mm. So one, one of the perp- there's so many purposes to dreaming, and one of them is like a, a pressure gauge, and so it will release that which you're holding in or not dealing with during the day, and yeah. so you'll express it in some form or fashion at night. Yeah. So are there like common dreams that people have like teeth falling out i find that so interesting that that's something a lot of people get and that's so specific it seems to me i have i personally have that dream very frequently but my teeth don't fall they like crumble mine too like they rot like you touch it while you're brushing your teeth or something and and it just crumbles you're like oh yeah what's that about (laughs) and why is it so common that to me is wild that like we all have the same kind of dream right yeah there's there's quite a few common dreams we all get. We call them archetypes. Um, And the reason why these dreams are so common for everybody is because they're connected to common behaviors and issues. So, for example, the teeth falling out dream, super common. Not at all surprised that both of you get it. Because the teeth dream is connected to the way you communicate in real life. You guys, you know, the chatty broads. (laughs) So... So there's different variations to the teeth dream. And so every little detail, every variation, every specific thing in a dream is important because it will be connected to a very specific thing in real life. So nothing in a dream is random. Nothing. Can I give an example? Can I give an example? Because I get often like with the teeth falling out dream, I'm looking in a mirror. And this happens a lot, like with I'll have really long hair, things with my hair, and I'll be looking at myself in a mirror. So maybe could you use that example of like what a mirror in the dream would mean? Yeah, the mirror is important because it will reflect how you're feeling about how people view you, how people see you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And in particular, you know, we get anxiety about how we're seen after we may have said something. Oh. <laughs> how did that look? Oh my God. That's so, like, my, welcome to my life. <laughs> now let's talk about the specifics of your teeth. You said they're like rotten. Yes. Like black is what I experience sometimes. And they'll just be like falling out sort of like, I'm like, whoa, what's their, okay. like, yeah. Rotting. Okay. Uh, first of all, ew. And <laughs> <laughs> secondly, they're falling out because the day before you probably allowed something out of your mouth that should have stayed in there permanently, like your teeth. They're rotten because it was probably something you said was rotten. <laughs> you know, 
good. It wasn't healthy. And, and you're, and now you're having anxiety about it or stress or, yeah. or I must have looked like a bitch when I said that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's why you're looking in the mirror in the dream. Oh, wow. That's, that so, that's so easy. As many dreams are, this dream is the way we kind of check ourselves. Yeah. You know? So is there a difference between, because I know people, I hear people always say like, oh, I had a dream that my, my teeth were falling out, basically like, like a, you know, a full tooth versus if I'm having a dream where my teeth are like crumbling, like into dust, basically. Oh yeah. Like what would be the difference? Is there a difference? Yeah. Yeah. Everything is important to pay attention to. So if, if, okay. So the crumbling teeth or where they turn into dust. That's connected to weak speech. Something mm. crumbles because it's weak. It's not strong. So you may get that when you feel like you didn't hold up your end of an argument or you, you didn't make your point strong enough. <laughs> this is like so, yeah. We, we, yeah. You're blowing my mind, Lori. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Whoa. So then the full tooth falling out. Okay. So if it's, it's just one tooth, then... That's likely the way your subconscious is trying to reassure you that, it, okay, that this was just this one thing, just this one time. Oh, okay. Okay. But if it's like a lot of teeth and you're like catching them, then you probably said a lot of things. Versus <laughs> yeah. an isolated incident. Yeah. Like, wow. That's oh, wow. wild. Yeah. Because I know for me, it's, I'm not as typically filled with anxiety of like, oh shit, I said that. And I feel anxious. It's literally like where mine is kind of the opposite of yours. Where I'm like, I didn't stand up for what I thought yes. enough. And now my teeth are crumbling. That's yeah. so yeah, true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's sort of common sense what you're saying, but also not at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like really having my mind blown. Yeah. I, I also um, have questions if this kind of thing is genetic, because interestingly in my family, family, my aunts, um, my aunts and my dad, they all have very vivid dreams. And my aunts have sort of had like prophetic dreams about other family members. And they're always kind of telling people about like their dreams. And a lot of times they kind of come true. And I've also experienced that. And, uh, I wonder if you've ever seen patterns like that before, like in families. Yeah. So you, th what you're talking about is called precognitive dreaming, where we dream something, and it's not nothing weird. It's like a very literal type of dream. There's no kind of weird symbolism. Yeah. In it. And then it tends to play out exactly as dreamt, usually within just days, yeah. not like years down the road. Yeah. Um, this is something that still needs a lot of research. I have had a lot of people tell me it runs in their family. So I'm inclined oh. to believe that Interesting. it is a, you know, a genetic thing, but what research has been done has shown that I'm, I'm probably going to get this statistic wrong, but like one tenth of our dreams can show us a glimpse of the future. Whoa. And then it tends to be connected to deja vu. Oh. You know, you're, you're going about your day and you get that weird feeling. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I, I, this has already happened. Yeah. Okay. Some research shows that we get that because we recently dreamt that event, but we're not making the connection that we dreamt it. Whoa. So, so I, you know, why does this happen? Who knows? Time isn't linear. Yeah. So, you know. Well, and also maybe sometimes you're, you're able to shut off that logical part of your brain and tap into the intuition of your body. So I didn't know what the yeah. sex of my daughter was before she was born. And I had three different dreams that she was going to be a girl. So I was just telling everyone, like, she's going to be a girl. I don't think in my loose in my um 
you know, what am I in my awake state? I don't think I would have been able to tap into my body and tune out my rational thoughts to get to the feeling of what was happening inside me. Okay. See, that's interesting. I'm, there's so many things that I have my own theories on. And I think that is more because you're can your body and she were connected. Yes. So, you know, just like before we know we're pregnant, our dreams will tell us. Yes. Yes. So definitely. In the DNA, you knew it was a girl and you're, Dreams are speaking that to you. Yeah. So, and just like with the precognitive dreams, I believe we all get them way more than we realize, but we don't always remember our dreams. Mm -hmm. So we don't know that, you know, we joke something that plays out. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it needs a lot more research. Very interesting. Oh, yeah. No, that's so weird that you said that because I definitely like I didn't ever have a dream like knowing the sex of my daughter, but I definitely was having dreams before I ever took a pregnancy test thinking that I was pregnant. But I huh? also was like, there's no way I'm pregnant. Oh, I've yeah. been on birth control for years. Yeah. So like I didn't even like connect huh. it until all of a sudden I took my pregnancy test. And then like a couple weeks later, I was like. I had been having dreams about being pregnant and like all of a sudden I'd look in the mirror and my stomach was like gigantic and I'd be wow. like, wait, wait a second. I'm like eight months pregnant. I wow. Like, that's yeah. Oh, that's so strange. Yeah. I dreamed that I, my dreams were telling me I was pregnant before I knew it. And I also dreamt uh, I miscarried before I miscarried. And wow. so your body knows and it tells you through your dreams what's going on. Wow. Now, is that connected in other ways, like health wise, like not to then freak people out, but if all of a sudden you're having dreams that there's something wrong with your body, mm. is that kind of, do you have any dream? Have you had any dreams like that? I haven't. No, I'm okay. just thinking like if your body is in tune when you're dreaming, if like all yeah. of a sudden people are having dreams about being like chronically ill or something like that, if that's something that's like connected in that way. It, it can. Okay. Um, and I've been on Dr. Oz many times talking about it. But oh, really? <laughs> yes. Tell us. But um, the thing about it is you have to be very careful because you don't want to freak yourself out. For yes. example, if you dream you have cancer. Yeah. Odds are it's symbolic and not literal. So okay. ask yourself first, okay, what is in my life right now that is unhealthy? Yeah. What is in my life right now that's eating away at me? like a cancer odds are that's what the dream is addressing yeah interesting okay do you have any specific dreams because i obviously always have a host of dreams that i'm curious about but do you have any I specific mean, ones because i'm really liking yeah, hearing I know, this, this interpretation so thing i so mm -hmm. i get the, the the teeth one is constant um one of the other ones that i have is that i and i you know what and this I is a recurring one this is a reoccurring okay. one and I haven't had it in about seven or eight months, but there was like two or three years where I would say at least once a month, I would have this dream where, um, I wasn't like sick, but I knew there was something wrong. And then I die, I would die in my dream. And then my family would be around me in the hospital room looking at me and I could see myself and I would kind like of from above. Kind yeah, of thing, yeah. Yeah. And I so I could see myself and I knew I had died, but I wasn't like it didn't scare me when I would wake up. But it would be one of those things where I'd kind of sometimes shake myself awake a little bit to be like, are you are you dead? Like I, I, I wouldn't I couldn't quite decipher because it felt so real, but it wasn't a. I didn't feel like it was a nightmare. It didn't scare me. I just would kind of all of a sudden almost die peacefully and I'd see my family like looking at me. 
And how long ago is this going on? Um, it went on for about two or three years, and it stopped maybe about eight months ago. Okay, so we've got a time period which will help us narrow it down. It was going on for about two or three years, mm-hmm. so it was connected to some kind of constant situation that was going on for that long. Okay, Ember? Okay, now let's look at the symbology of it. Death in a dream is, well, a death dream is what will freak us out the most, but remember your dreams are primarily symbolic. Right. So death to the dreaming mind is about something ending or changing. Death is the end of life. To the dreaming mind, it is the end of life as you now know it. Uh. So what kind of change was happening with you for about two or three years that finally happened six months ago, you said? Yeah, about eight months ago. ago. Um, ago. I mean, I would say that if when I started having them, it was a little bit before I got pregnant. I guess. So I guess that was more like four years ago. Um, I was having, it was a huge spiritual shift in my life for sure. It was something where I started to kind of feel like I was like faking something and I had to kind of transition out of what I believed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that relates really it, strongly to your family. It was completely related to my family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The there. And so through that dream, you your subconscious was trying to help you let go of the old you. That's that's one of the cool things, one of the comforting things about death dreams mm-hmm. is that they help us let go of that which is no longer viable in our life. So we can understand the finality of it, let go and move on. Well, and that's like really weird because about eight months ago is kind of when I like fully like did that and was like, okay, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be comfortable being me to my friends and my family and be honest, even if there are going to be arguments like in issues within our family or whatever. And that, that stopped about, that started about eight months ago is when the dreams kind of stopped mm. and I haven't had like a, a death okay. dream so since. You have no, no reason for your subconscious to keep nagging you about letting this go. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> well, I got chills everywhere. <laughs> I wow I kind of have a similarly dark one that I had well not similar but I had one recently that like really was strange to me um I gave birth about eight months ago to my daughter and then I'd say like maybe two months ago I had a dream that I was pregnant and um I was laboring and I gave birth and it was a stillbirth and I was holding this stillborn baby and and I woke up and it was like really emotionally jarring for me. And mm-hmm. I mean, of course, my first thought was like, am I pregnant? No, I'm obviously not pregnant. And yeah, I don't know. That one was like really odd to me because in my dream, I was like having a birth. I was like in the birth tub and I was having a birth experience and then yeah, the baby was stillborn and that was really upsetting. Okay. This was after you already did have your baby? Yes, this is like maybe six months later. Oh, okay. All right. So this would be symbolic of something you were laboring over in real life, something you were, you know, we'll often call our, our projects or our things that we're working on our baby. Hmm. So was there something you had labored over, but it just didn't work out? That's really interesting because 
Yeah, and and of course I went on the internet to research this, and no, not really. At the time, we were trying to close our house, which we now have, and my boyfriend's uh, business was about to open, and it did end up opening, and I was about to start school, and I did end up starting school, and so it seemed like everything came to fruition, uh, career, personal life, etc. So. What is- I don't know. That's that's what really perplexed me about okay, this dream. Well, let, let's, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. Okay. When you were holding the stillborn baby, do you remember what you thought, said, or felt? Um, I definitely remember being surprised uh, because I, I don't think I knew I was going to have a stillborn baby. And I remember the baby was a bright pinkish red and that... Um, and it was smaller than I thought it would be. I thought it would be bigger and it was smaller. Okay. Um, let's, let's work with that. Okay. Was there something about, you said six months ago? Uh, had- uh no, only, only like a couple months ago. Oh, okay. A couple weeks. Yeah. Okay, good. So the more recent, the easier we should be. Able yeah. to this. Okay. So is there anything that happened that was not as big a deal as you thought? Hmm. <laughs> like how many things? <laughs> I'm like, well, there's a lot going on right now. Um, hmm. Something that ended and that it didn't really affect you as much as you thought, or that, hmm. you know, that, that because I think it's very significant that it wasn't as big as the baby wasn't as big as you thought. Hmm. Is there like a friendship or something? I just don't know. Could there be an idea that you maybe were thinking about bringing to life, but things got so busy you didn't? I mean, kind of. What? I don't know if I can say it if you want to keep it. What is keep it? Keep it under wraps. What is it? I don't even know what you're going to say. We can edit it out if I don't okay. want to talk about it. But you were thinking about doing like the vitamin. Oh, I'm, I'm pursuing another pers- brand thing now. Uh, okay. But it's a long... But I, I made, but no, not really. That wasn't like an end thing. I just decided like, I want to go a different route. I don't know. Well, this may be just one I'm not going to solve. I, I can't think, I really can't think of anything. Can you think of anything else? No, but I will be honest. Becca just does have a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> so it would maybe be hard, but the whole concept of that would make sense to me. Yeah. Like, because you do have, and there's also things too, like like you, what you were saying, Lori, when something just maybe wasn't as big of a deal as you thought, I think about maybe sometimes like a controversy or something that came up maybe online or the internet or something through the podcast or or maybe just the weight of all the things I had going on you know like me thinking that that was going to be heavier for me or like I do know around maybe that time the amount that you had going on and the podcast like you were feeling really stressed out about this podcast and then it kind of started to like flow again and it was okay thankfully the podcast didn't die no okay at the end of the dream (laughs) I mean, were you okay? What what can you remember about the end, the very end of the dream? I think I just woke up. I think I do remember. And how did you woke up? It's interesting. I don't really remember that either. I, I remember being like, I think I woke up and I was like, whoa, that was really heavy. Um, you know, the subject matter is really heavy. And think I felt a form of grief um 
don't know. I mean, maybe it could be also like, I mean, my life, just life transitions have really changed. Um, just in the past year, even the amount on my plate has, um, you know, it's just exponentially grown. And I guess in a way, I mean, I'm 24 and the responsibilities I have going on are really a lot to the point where I do feel sometimes like I don't get to be like someone my age or I don't get to have experience mm -hmm. of other people my age. And I mean, that's something I've been dealing with, I'd say, a lot the past several months, like the responsibility of a child, the responsibility of business stuff, the responsibility. Is there of, any, any responsibility you've let go of? Hmm. No, if only if anything, adding more. I don't know. Um, and I can't, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. you can speak to this. You know me pretty well. We're, we're together every week. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I could, I, there is so much going on that it could be one of those things that I would have seen like even. Okay, well, the the color of the baby was interesting. What does that, the way the baby looked and the color, what does that remind you of? How could you describe that? Well, the baby wasn't fully formed. That was like, that was okay. the baby. Yeah. The babies definitely still f seemed like fetal. Like it was the, I don't know. Like it wasn't, I saw my daughter when she came out and the baby was like, not, right. yeah, not fully formed. Okay. So th this could be an idea maybe you were working on that didn't get fully formed yeah. and because you're so busy, you discarded it. Yeah. Yeah. It might've been what you were saying about, I don't know. But the I, color of it, what does that color remind you of? I guess, like, like it makes me think of organs, like, of and of, like, um, like, inner, my inner body, you know? Okay. Of, like, like a, you know, how organs are, like, this very bright, vivid color when you see, when you, like, mm -hmm. cut open a body and you see, like, okay. this vivid, like, blue, pink, red. That's okay. what it makes so me think of. So something on the inside, some kind of inner work you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Actually, I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. I let go of maybe a few several months ago. I let go of a lot of um, resentment that I was holding and like expectations for my partner that I had been holding for a really long time. Ah, you were holding it in. Oh, oh, it's all, it's all unfolding for me. I understand. <laughs> and I was able to birth it and release it. And I also thought that what I, my expectations and all these things I've been holding resentment, I thought that it was, um, I guess, I mean, it was real. I don't know how to phrase this, but I thought it was real. I thought it was like a live like tangible concern and then once I let go of it I was able to understand that it wasn't like what, when what I was able to examine what I had been holding and the expectations for him I realized that it, it it like sort of evaporated in a way once I was able to let go of it and see him for like who he was in front of me Okay, so. and the way you're, whatever these issues are that you finally let go of, when you look at them now, do you see that they weren't even fully formed? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they, and, and they came from something within me rather than something that was actually outside of me. Yeah. Pretty That's real. it. <laughs> 
no, that was like actually, yeah, that was actually really, yes, yes. Yeah. And, wow. and yeah, that actually, wow, that gives me so much clarification on, on what I was processing through that time. That is so interesting. I, I didn't actually. To, to fully, completely let it go. Yeah. It's a bad issue now. Wow. Even saying that out loud makes me feel like a, I also, you know what? I also hold so much of my emotions and so much of my, so many of my personal issues in my stomach and in my belly region. So when I hold resentment towards people, I feel it in my center. I feel it like right there inside of me. And then when I can release that, it's like a empty, it, it actually, it literally feels like an empty space being cleared from inside me. Wow. Basically. <laughs> so see how, how every detail, just the color of the baby was what was important and allowed yes. us to finally figure it out. Yes. Yes. Wow. Oh my God. I'm like <laughs> shook to the core. Wow. I'm like, it's not your dream. I'm still crying somehow. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I then I want to talk now too. Also, I want to touch on like kind of sexy, sexy dreams. Yes. I'm oh, yes, yes, yes. That. Okay. okay let's do it. All right. All right. Um, but before we do, so we've been chatting about dreams and how important it is to get rest and good sleep. Well, I am legit busting at the seams to talk to you all about this next exactly to talk to you about this next company because since i started using their product my sleep sleep game has actually skyrocketed it's attitude the most sustainable bedding company on the planet their 100 organic clean bamboo sheets pillowcases duvets and more have changed everything let me make this clear everything about my sleep since I got them I have been struggle city with sleep this past year I get hot I'm not comfortable the moment I started using etitude I got in bed and knocked out in seconds and we had had like nice Egyptian cotton sheets before felt like sandpaper in comparison well I had like home goods crappy sheets before and then now etitude is the real oh freaking deal you've probably heard about bamboo sheets but etitude's clean bamboo is the third generation of bamboo bedding technology and it's absolutely amazing they're feathery soft and they are gorgeous. The Etitude sheets are antimicrobial. The customers have claimed that their skin's appearance improved after switching to Etitude sheets. I'm glad you can read the reviews and see for yourself. Also, organic clean bamboo is extremely breathable. It regulates your temperature to improve the quality of your sleep. And organic clean ba- bamboo recycles 98% of the water it uses. So it's the most sustainable bedding available. Cotton uses a ton of pesticides and wastes water, and it's harmful on the environment. Gotta yeah. switch to attitude. If you want to get the best sleep of your life, you have to try attitude. Uh, I didn't tell Evan we got new sheets and pillowcases, and he hopped into bed in the dark, so he had no idea. And the moment his body touched the bed, he like flipped out. He was like, It's like lotion. This is better than any hotel. And he immediately went on his phone and started ordering more just because. Um, I swear, I swear their products will change the game for you. In fact, I read an editor at Goop say uh that her and her boyfriend haven't needed melatonin since their first wow. sleep on attitude sheets. So why not try attitude? These amazing sheets have a 30 day risk free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your sheets for a full refund. They even cover shipping on returns. Attitude sheets, they're soft Soft as silk, breathable as linen, but at the price of cotton. You're going to love them. And when you support our sponsors, you support our show. So right now, our listeners will get 20% off their first sheet set and free shipping. Just text CHAT to 64000. The only way to get 20% off your seat of edit- set of Etitude sheets and free shipping is to text CHAT 
to 64,000. That's C-H-A-T to 64,000. Message and data rates may apply. Oh, and I got the bamboo charcoal sheets because they have this magic bacterial control and deodorizing effect, which I wanted because of our sweet, precious dog. And speaking of our precious 200-pound Mastiff King, we want to talk with you all about the best food that you can give your pup on the market. It's the Farmer's Dog. The Farmer's Dog meals are real food, cooked fresh and delivered right to your door. Their meals are made from fresh meat and veggies. There's no wondering what's in your dog's food because you can actually see and identify every ingredient. No processing, no sitting on shelves for months at a time, just real fresh food. The farmer's dog worked with top vets to create a complete and balanced meal for your dog so you know they're getting the nutrition they need to thrive. Bonus, it's pre-portioned for them so you don't have to worry about under or overfeeding. Um, you can see a difference in your dog's coat and energy immediately after they start using this. I swear I've talked about, uh, how huge of a difference I saw in my dog Boris when we started feeding him the farmer's dog before he seemed uh, to be struggling with allergies and he was having this hair loss and patchy coat. And within two weeks, hand to God of being on the farmer's dog, all his hair loss was filled in. He wasn't itchy anymore. And now he's got this gorgeous shiny coat and is so comfortable and happy and his transition to a fresh diet was really easy and with plans starting at just three dollars a day less than a morning coffee i'm able to make it work for my family honestly it's a small price to pay for a long-term investment in uh, my dog's health so the farmer's dog is a smarter healthier pet food making it as simple as possible to give your dog a better diet start your trial today by going to the farmersdog.com slash chatty and you'll save 50 percent and get free shipping that's thefarmersdog.com slash chatty for 50% off your trial with free shipping. Thefarmersdog.com slash chatty. Okay, so yes, I have... The question with the sexy, sexy dreams is always like an uncomfortable thing to me because sometimes I'll have these like incredible sexy dreams that I wake up from and I'm like, well, that was amazing. <laughs> and then sometimes I wake up from these dreams and it's hard not to sometimes feel like certain shame. Like, my God, I just had that sex dream about whom and it was hot in this and that way. And I feel so uncomfortable. Oh, I have the most fucked up sex dreams about like like family members yeah. people like people I'm close to where I'm like I do not like I like, really no. don't want this I didn't need to remember that I don't need this in my subconscious like what the fuck and yeah. then sometimes it's so like I can't, sometimes it interrupts my interactions with that person in real life where I'm like oh my god I had a dream that I was like doing this with you and this is so fucked up like and it makes me feel so weird what's yeah. up with that yeah it can be very gross yes <laughs> But, okay, remember, dreams are not literal, they're symbolic. Mm. So if you try to look at it literally, you're going to freak yourself out and you're not going to get the message. Yes. That being said, sex to the dreaming mind is rarely about a physical union you want, but more about a psychological union you need or have had. (laughs) 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 Wow. Okay. All right. So, so do you want to give me one of yours that we can? Absolutely not. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess I don't want to like say who it's with, but I remember I had a specific dream where uh, I was just, it was was someone close to me in my family. And I had a dream that we were both masturbating in the same room and like, so (laughs) gross. And I just was like, why the fuck did I have that dream? Okay. 
Okay, so so like we've been discussing, every little detail in a dream is important. Okay. So masturbating is different than intercourse. Okay, yeah. As far as the meaning. Got okay, it. so okay, so that this person in your dream who we shall not name. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you're both masturbating together. Yes. Not each other. No. It's yourselves. Yes. Okay. Masturbation is usually about being self-serving in real life, okay. um, thinking and doing things for yourself. Um, usually it's, it's in a self-centered way, but sometimes it can be, you know, the type of person who's always doing for others finally does something for themselves. Mm. Okay. So this person in your dream, are they self-serving? Um, I would say neutral. Like, neutral? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't think of them particularly as self-serving, probably more prone to be that way. Um, okay. Um, do you remember having a conversation in real life with this person about doing more for yourself or themselves? Well, no. It is this person someone you deal with regularly? Um, no. And, and, uh, we've, so I'm, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I might as well just say, cause my sister lives, listens to this podcast. She's going to know who I'm talking about. It was about my, it was, <laughs> it was about my little brother and it grossed okay. me out so much. And my little brother and I hadn't really been close. And then like in the past year we had, we've like gotten closer and he'll call me okay. sometime to ask for advice and stuff like that. Okay. All right. So that, that's one aspect of it because Sex in a dream, as as well as sex acts yeah. in a dream, are about uniting and merging. Okay. Okay, so you guys got closer. Yeah. Okay. Do you find when you talk with him, or is he talking about himself a lot? Because yes, 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 him? yes, okay. yes. He's okay. always talking about his own issues and stuff that's going on in his okay. life, and I'm kind of like listening and like maybe giving him advice. Okay, so you're helping him along. Yes, yes. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that makes it so much better. Oh, good. Wow. Now I can put that together. Okay, but what do you take from it? Because, you know, dreams don't just mean right. something. Yes. They give you a takeaway that yes. you can use to better the situation or yourself. Yes. So, okay. So this dream may be showing you, maybe you reached your limit with that mm. way of conversing with them, and maybe you can kind of steer it in different directions. Okay. Yeah. That's actually pretty relevant because I was just hanging out with him this past weekend. And again, when it was just the two of us hanging out, it was a lot of him talking about like, I don't know. I want to do this. And like, maybe I should do this, but I don't know. Like, what do you think? And I, and I have gotten to the point where I'm kind of like, well, I want to like have more of a relationship with you rather than being like your fucking big sister therapist, you know? So, okay. So, yeah. So, so now's the time to change the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I had a gross family one too, and now I don't feel as bad saying it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> We're in this together. And, but it definitely makes sense now. Like when you just said it's about like feeling that psychological or emotional need, because I had a dream maybe about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Oh God, I'm so sorry, Mark. Um, <laughs> that I had, was having sex with my father-in-law. Uh-huh. In front of Evan and his mom. Okay. 
Evan's your husband. Evan is my husband. It is his dad and his mom. And we were having sex in front of them. And I woke up and I've never felt like I look was physically ill about it you know but in the but again in the dream like it wasn't like we shouldn't be doing this it wasn't like terrible and like Evan wasn't like please stop like it was just it just kind of happened I don't even remember how it led up to it but it makes sense now because my my uh I was really really close with my father-in-law for a really long time and he through a lot of emotional things through my family through my uh biological family like he helped me through a lot and then about two years ago we really had like a big falling out and we weren't connecting at all anymore yeah so i mean that then would make sense if it's a emotional this was after your falling out this was about a year after our falling out and and there was a lot of tension like with evan because evan knows how much like we how close i used to be with Mm. his family and evan was stressed about that because it was so great how our relationship used to be but it also kind of had to happen that way and I also miss my that specific type Mm. of relationship that I had where he was like a a dad to me huh so maybe your subconscious was trying to urge you to reconnect in some way what was their like what was their reaction in the dream when they were watching you guys have sex it was kind of like ambivalent like they just they weren't like, like oh, they this weren't is hor- happening they weren't horrified and they weren't rooting us on let's just yeah <laughs> they're just like they, yeah they, they were just they kind of there i don't you know i don't really recall but I, I i do remember waking up and feeling like noticeably remembering that evan nor his mother were like don't do it ah okay which i was like when i woke up i was like jessica do not okay, do okay, this so for it you when you woke up you had the very strong focus on the fact that they did not say don't do it. Yes. Mm. I, that was what I was definitely thinking about that. that okay. I, yeah. oh, that, that could be your answer that your subconscious is giving you. Okay. So it, it, you've got this desire to make that connection again. The fact that no one in the dream said don't do it is almost like permission. Mm. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It really makes sense. Hmm. Just like you said, the whole concept, though, about it not being, it not having to be sexual and it mostly isn't, is just like, yeah, that that all makes sense to me because I was, like, horrified of that dream for a long time. Do you think you can reconnect with him? Do you think you can do that? You know, it's funny. I I probably a month ago... um, reached out to him because he had sent me a really sweet email Mm. and I didn't respond to it for a hot minute because I was like still holding certain like frustrations and then I did respond to it and I saw him it was his I'm gonna start crying it was his birthday like two weeks ago and I went by Mm. myself because Evan was was busy and I went to go um see him and we both were like crying because I hadn't like talked to him or seen him in a really long time and uh, it's definitely like, wow, merging. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Wow. So all it took was a sex dream. <laughs> 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 oh man, to reconnect things. Yeah. Mm. I also though have had definitely sex dreams where, yeah, it it doesn't like you know like like, I was saying it doesn't feel. I'm not like oh that was gross. It was like a great sex dream. Yeah. So, Sometimes for me it's random anonymous people too in my dream who i don't know oh yeah like what's that faceless sex 
Like where you okay. don't know the person. Or even irrecognizable right. sex. Right. Okay. So there's a few reasons. Um, and it's important to remember when trying to figure out your dream that everything and everyone in your dream is symbolic of some part of yourself or symbolic of something that directly affects the self. Oh, yes. Okay. So that being said, it is really, really common for women to have sex dreams with some man, some faceless unknown man. Mm. Okay. So it's not about some person out there, but what male represents to the dreamer. Typically, a male will represent male energy, which is, you know, being assertive, having balls. Right, right. You know, uh, handling your business, uh, standing out for yourself, these sort of things. Okay, yeah. I have a specific one that that might maybe you could interpret because I remember it really clearly. I had a couple years ago and it was that um, it was a really hot dream. And I was like kind of tucked like there was a giant window kind of like in a city, you know, like um, in, in the middle of a city where you might have like a. Uh, big building across the way, you know, so I was up in a high building, very big glass window. And then there was kind of like a space between a couch and the window. And there was a man that was just lying in between the space of the couch and the window. And then I was having sex with them. I was like riding on top of him and it was like really pleasurable. And that was my dream. I woke up. I didn't know who he was. Okay. This is when? Mm, maybe like a, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe like two or three oh. years ago. Yeah. It was okay. so, but so I was you- single at the time. Oh, you were single at the time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the big window is significant. So it would represent your point of view of something at mm. the time. Um, and then the, the man in the dream would represent that male energy. So mm. was there anything that you can recall at the time where you had a male perspective, a, a typical male perspective on something? Uh, in what sense of, of like a more like a dominant perspective or like wh- what do you mean by that? Yeah. Okay. So like maybe being less emotional about something and more rational. Oh, um, I, I will say that generally I tend to I would say I approach a lot of things in my life in sort of this male energy sort of way mm-hmm. of like tackling and like rational, logical, trying to in, in certain areas of my life, like I would say career areas and like that kind of thing. I tend to be really like male energy about that. At the time I was like in between, I had been dumped a few months before. It was actually like around the time where I had filmed the bachelor. So like sort of before I had embarked on this big journey, um, sort of this in between phase where I knew. Oh, because uh, you were in between a sofa and a window. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was it. Yes. Okay, so that that's an, so the sofa would maybe represent being lazy. Oh, and the window would represent a window of opportunity. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, and your subconscious was saying, "Hey, let's let's get that go getter attitude. Uh huh. Man up and get going here. Uh huh. Yep, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Chris Harrison that you were? <laughs> yeah, it's Chris Harrison. I was straddling. I'm right. I'm gonna admit it. Okay. My question is, how can people? maybe who don't have the luxury of having a dream interpreter to um, uh, talk with, how can people tap into the meaning of their dreams and kind of like explore things on their own? Where, what, what are some first steps for that? Okay. Well, I do have a book that will teach you how okay. to do it. Oh, <laughs> plug away. Yes. <laughs> it's called dream on it. Like sleep on it. Oh, dream, dream on it. it. Unlock your dreams, change your life available everywhere. Um, but uh, another good way in the meantime, while you're waiting for the book to arrive, 
Yeah, as you say, uh, ordering. Uh, <laughs> journaling your dreams along with your day because they are always connected. Whatever you dream tonight will be a commentary on what happened today, uh, how you perform today, your thoughts today, your emotions mm. today. Mm-hmm. So I suggest in your journal, you um, write your day on your left side. Everything that happened, what affected you the most, your outstanding emotion, your struggles, everything. And then on the right side, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to write down your dreams. That way you have your day and your dreams side by side so you can more easily connect the dots. Yes. Oh, that makes that's great. That's great advice. Oh my gosh. And remember, look at everything in your dream as some part of you. Or something that directly affects you. We're very narcissistic when we dream. It's all about me, me, me. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. finally a moment for myself. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite oh, part of my day. Um, well, can we do this one uh, quick talk about this one quick sponsor? And then would you mind for just a few minutes um, doing a quick little analysis of a few of our listeners sent in little snippets of their dreams? Sure. Amazing. And then maybe one last one of each of <laughs> We're obsessed with this now. Um, Well, we're talking about sleeping, and earlier we talked about the the best sheets you want your room also to be a dream. I would like to call my bedroom now my dream nest. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got to be cozy, and I want it to be sexy, all the good things. And we have the perfect place to buy the sexiest bed and headboard and bedroom furniture you've ever seen. It's Article. Oh, my gosh. Also, look up their Nara queen bed with nightstands now. I need Oh, cute. Well, I'm not surprised. Article is the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. This online furniture store keeps their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you with no showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups, and their furniture is gorgeous. Article's team of designers focus on beautiful Beautifully crafted pieces, quality material, and excellent construction. They're dedicated to a modern aesthetic with Scandinavian touches, and I, I just... The, everything they make it's fantastic is, is gold. well and you're in this new house design mode I and i am in house redo design mode Gotta now do it. ember's getting older so now we're kind of ready to purchase some nicer pieces that i'm not horrified that she'll potentially ruin but the thing with article is that i'm looking at this incredibly beautiful high quality furniture with prices that are affordable so it's like the best of both mm-hmm. worlds thank you article broads you should hop on their website now and just scroll through you'll be so inspired to design and create article has fast fa- uh, flat rate shipping available across the U.S. and Canada, starting at just $49, with free basic shipping on orders over $999, and they have a 30-day return policy with simple returns and exchanges. Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. You claim To claim, visit article.com slash chatty, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash chatty to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Okay, I had one quick thought now before we dive into what? What? <laughs> dive into uh, the the a few of the listeners. Um, question: What is the interpretation? And now I'm starting to like kind of get a. I'm starting to see what you're saying too, now. I'm too. like, oh, I feel like I'm starting to kind of understand. But what about when I've murdered someone in my dreams? <laughs> because it doesn't happen often, but there's been a few dreams that I had where I woke up and I was like oh my God, I just murdered my friend in my dream. Oh, wow. I I actually don't think I've ever had that. Yeah. And I was, and in my dream, I was like the specific one I remember. Oh, this is horrible. Is I, I killed my friend with a knife and I was bawling as I did it. Like it was something I didn't. You're disgusting. No, (laughs) 
<laughs> but yes, so I'm a murderer and I have sex with my father-in-law. Please. <laughs> you know what? We're all sick freaks in our dreams. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's, true. it's true. <laughs> okay, so, you know, we talked about death dreams earlier being about something ending or changing and, and it changing, marking a change of life. Mm-hmm. So murder is very similar, except... Death is a, a natural interchange. Murder is a forced ending or change. So at the time of that dream, do you recall having to force some sort of change or ending with that friend? Uh, yes. It was not. It was something that was uh, like out of my control where she decided to not want to be connected to me anymore. But then I like also knew that it was probably best because it was not a healthy relationship. Yeah. Okay. Were you the one that finally pulled the plug or did, or, or like made it final? I mean, I would say that she was the one who like, I guess maybe me finally, she was the one who was at least hinting at the plug being pulled. Like we had had conversations and it definitely did not seem like she had any interest to want to continue the friendship, but I was the one who like, you know, sent, sent the letter type, type thing. Okay. So you, you, you put the knife in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Knives and dreams will symbolize cutting something or someone out of your life. Mm. Sense. Well, your dream was just helping you, um, put the final nail on the coffin, so to speak. So a knife is symbolizes cutting out. Does like a gun symbolize something different? Oh, interesting. Yep. Um, remember every little detail. (laughs) So guns are usually connected to a war of words. The bullets are the emotionally wounding remarks. You're shooting off your mouth at someone. That sort of thing. So Mm. if you kill with a gun, then probably there is some sort of conversation or argument involved Mm. in this ending or change. Interesting. Yeah, because that that wasn't the case. This was kind of like a, it was a painful for me because she was not wanting to be connected, but it wasn't like these like blatant like arguments or conversations. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just have one more that I want, just one more. I have to, this is a dream. One of the, I think I've solidified it in my mind as the earliest dream I can possibly remember. And I've, I remember what house I had it in. So I believe I was probably four at the time and I had, I mean, I, I, I always come back around to this dream. Like for, for years I've remembered this dream. So it's really interesting actually when you were talking about about your sort of journey with dreams and everything. My grandfather was actually murdered when I was 17 and that was a really tragic, that was a really tragic loss for me. And I had a lot of dreams after his, anyway, it's just interesting that there was sort of that parallel. But so when I was for this dream that I remember or around that age, I was very close. I am very close with my grandparents, my grandma who's still passed away and uh, still alive and my grandpa who's passed away. And I, they lived in this big house up in the mountains that he had built from the ground up. And I had this dream where, um, they had a bedroom up in the second, um, second story of the house. And it's actually where sometimes in the morning when I was a kid, we would crawl in bed with them and like see the sun come up and all that kind of thing. And I had this dream that we were all sitting there on the bed, just laughing, talking, me and my siblings and my grandparents. And then the dream sort of cut and I was 
probably like 50 yards away from the house and there was snow covering the ground and I had I could see my footprints where I had walked away from the house and there's snow covering the house but there was a fire in the upper window where we had been in that room and I just remember I was walking away and looking back at yeah this the the house that just that room that that there was just flames coming out of that window okay you were four I was pretty young. I, I would say I would guesstimate somewhere around probably between like four, 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 between four and six, probably. And you only had this dream once? Yeah. But it sticks what out really it? vividly in my mind. Usually fire will represent rage and anger. Oh, wow. Was there, was there any one in the family that, that has anger issues or do you remember you being really angry at that time about anything? I definitely didn't have, I I didn't, I definitely didn't have anger issues. Um, I, unless I blocked it out of my memory, I don't have any recollection of, of anger issues with any of my family members. You don't remember being angry about anything? No, not, no, I don't. Um, Okay. At that age, did you ever, okay, let's go into the dream. When you're looking back at the house and you're seeing that fire, do you remember thinking or feeling anything in particular while I'm in the dream? Feeling confusion, I would say. And like, just like not feeling grief, not feeling shock, just more like confusion and yeah, confusion and maybe like a sense of loneliness at the same time too. Like, I didn't feel like everyone died in there or anything like that. I just suddenly was on the outside looking at the house and, and I was far away from it. I was removed from it, separated okay. from it. Well, let's look at that. Was anything going on at the time where you felt left out? Did you have siblings that weren't, you know, including you or. I had to, I mean. Geez, going back to being four, five, or six. Yeah. No, no, and I guess I sort of wondered, like, was is there is a possibility that this could be some sort of like, uh, some sort of um, what would you call it? Like some sort of psychic thing to the future. Like, can can dreams ever be like that? Like something that will, yeah, like a like some sort of premonition to the future or like an emotion that I'm going to experience in the future. Cause I, I really can't think of anything right. at the time where there would have been any kind of disconnect from anyone in my family or a feeling of isolation at that time. Would it be possible you would have gotten in trouble for some reason? Well, I got in trouble a lot when I was little, like not that I was a, was a troublemaker necessarily, but I did grow up in a sort of strict household there was definitely a lot of discipline and a lot of consequences um and yeah I yeah I definitely like there any kind of misstep there was definitely consequences for so were you like sit to your room or put in the corner that sort of thing where you were um feeling because of the punishment if anything like I would be I got spanked when I was little and I would maybe feel, um, I don't remember what I would feel at the time, but that, that would usually be the the fire. You could have at that young age been perceiving their, um, upsetness with you as anger. Well, I also remember like very vividly, my, my grandparents weren't Christian and my parents were, and I remember, 
uh, that my m- the messages that I had interpreted from my mother and father and from church and stuff were that my grandparents were going to go to hell because they weren't Christians. Oh, okay. That's probably it. Wow. Yeah. So that's feeling, so feeling disconnected from this, from them in the yeah. sense of, wow. And it could, could it be and like maybe that's the confusion with having these, you know, different religions and you're confused why it's a problem. What about this juxtaposition of the fire and the snow? Because that's well, something that's really striking in my dream of the snow covering the house and the snow being around the house, but the fire still being Yeah, like these two things that can't really coexist. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so again, it, it's, it's the different religions. Uh, and the surrounded by by the Christianity or by that, which also, I guess, the symbolization of like white and purity and sort of like innocence mm-hmm. in that sense. In the Yeah. Yeah, Wow. Okay, I got two. Wow. I got ten more minutes before I gotta go. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yes. 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 We'll just do two quick ones. <laughs> Taking up so oh much time, God. just going. I think we need a book uh, separate session. We sessions. need Lori. We need Lori. <laughs> um, one of our listeners, Ellie asks, "I keep dreaming the brakes of my car don't work. I can get it oh. to slow down, but never to stand still." Okay. So you're, this keeps happening in your dreams because it's probably connected to an ongoing issue or a recurring behavior pattern. Um, there's something in your life that you need to put the brakes on. Is it a relationship? Is it a behavior? Are you drinking too much, partying too much? Or, you know, what is it? You're going to keep getting this dream until you finally stop whatever this is. Ooh. You got another you quick one? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I keep having Addie underscore Wolf says, I have reoccurring dreams about getting locked in escape rooms, but if I don't get out, I actually die. Oh, okay. Escape rooms. So there must be some situation in your life you feel like you need to get out of again you're going to keep getting the dream until you take care of the issue it's connected to does he ever die in the dream or he just knows he's gonna uh die? just i uh all she says is that i don't if i don't get out i actually die so it sounds like that's either a possibility or something yeah. that, probably a okay possibility. So, so turn that on to yourself ask yourself this what do i what situation am i in that i don't know how to get out of you're in some kind of difficult situation. It could be a relationship that's difficult, a, a, a work situation that's difficult, and you don't know how to get out of it. Mm. And the death, remember, is about something needing to end or change. All right. Well, how can the dream will stop? How can our broads contact you? Do do you work weekly with people? How can yeah. what's what's mm-hmm. your things? Okay, so if you want to have a session with me, it's super easy. Just you can go to laurielowenberg.com. That's kind of hard to spell, so you we'll can put it in the episode it. notes. We'll make sure we have it listed for everyone. Cool. Yes. And also, just Google Dream Expert. I'll be like the first or second one that pops up. Awesome. Yeah, you, you can will. Schedule a session with me. Uh, we can usually do it that very day. We'll chat on the phone. We can, you know, you can schedule a long one, a short one, whatever, and it'll be a lot like this. We'll get to the bottom of your dream. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Very important message for you. And your book is Dream on It. Yeah, like sleep on it, dream on it, unlock your dreams, change your life. And awesome. we will include that in all the notes. Lori, it Lori, is thank a you so much. pleasure. <laughs> I am like shook to the core and so grateful that we got to speak with you. Yeah, you're fabulous. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Thanks for having me on. I had a good time. 
Yes, so broads, we'll uh, talk to you on Thursday. Beck and I are mm-hmm. actually going to be having some discussions about sexy sex. More sexy sex. More sexy sex. So uh, chat soon and sweet dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, broads. Bye, broads. <laughs>